the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? TalkSTL.com real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 235, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Well, that title is just long enough to go with that intro. <laughs> I know, right? Like yeah. it's <laughs> Just long enough. It just keeps getting longer, <laughs> but not girthier. <laughs> well, mm. well, you know, for whatever that's yeah. worth. So, uh, to each their own. Yeah, so uh, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Dan and ugh. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is Joe. This is Kevin and Ditto. <laughs> and this is Tom. And uh, uh, we have a guest this week. Hey. Since we're talking about uh, a Harry Potter movie, uh, we, we brought on... Does he uh, have the invisibility cloak on? Because I don't see him. Well, yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, but we brought in Jim Hill from Jim Hill Media, a Disney blogger, and theme parks and Universal. You just... It keeps growing, right, Jim? Um. Are we back to the girth joke? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, at least that way expanding would be a compliment, yeah. Jim, right? Jim gets it. It's cool. Jim gets it. <laughs> He's like, I can play in your cesspool. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he, uh, Jim runs a, a, a very popular blog about uh, Disney and Universal and theme parks and cartoons and all, yeah. all that sort of stuff. And so uh, you were on for Maleficent? Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so uh and then our Skype setup <laughs> shot craps and <laughs> <laughs> So uh so you were back. So and uh, we we appreciate that. So um Not a problem. I guess uh just to refresh your memory what we do is we basically just kind of treat the movie like a book club and we just kind of go through the storyline and have a conversation. So just feel free to to jump in uh 
at will. I know that since you're on Skype, you're not in the room. It's a little hard sometimes to gauge the flow of the conversation. So we will do our best to uh, provide gaps for you to jump in. Not a problem. Cool. Um, okay, uh, Joe, you yeah. are our synopsis sizer, so we will. So let you. I, so I think I came into the Harry Potter world way later. Um, I think all of, I think they were coming up on Deathly Hollows Part Two before I even started. <laughs> wow. Okay. That would so, be later. <laughs> so yeah. at the end. Yeah. So it, later. I'm I'm there with you. I I came in. I think at about the sixth movie. Okay. So like I'm. It, yeah. I yeah. feel like maybe I saw seven. In theaters, seven uh-huh. one, part one and part two in theaters. I saw all in theaters, but then I didn't. It was actually um, Prisoner of Azkaban, so the third one. Yeah. When I saw that movie, I turned around. I'm like, okay, I want to read these books because that movie, like the first two movies, I was kind of like, eh, they're a little Christopher Columbus, right? But the you know they're just like a little soft, and even now when you watch them, you're kind of like, eh, okay, you can't. They're kids' you can, movies. They're they're, they're uh, scannable. Yes. Right. Yeah. But uh, when the third one came out, I was like, "Whoa! Okay, I want to read the books." So I did the the audio books, mm-hmm. but I can't. Not, that. I don't think anyone's shocked by that. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is uh, this is based on a book um, that Harry Potter reads in the series, right? Like that's it's, it's a it's a textbook. Am is I, it, is that- they. If I'm remembering correctly, J.K. Rowling wrote this book, and I want to say a history of Quidditch, and they were actually written as fundraisers for yes. British charities. Ah, yeah. okay. So this is based on a novel as well? Well, it, it just the notion of uh, they get referenced to constantly in the seven Harry Potter books. So it was just sort of like people kept asking her questions about – you know these books and she's like all right hell i'll write them and okay. but but again with the money going toward this charity i so, gotcha so, so this is like the harry potter version of hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy <laughs> of sorts of sorts yeah. and, and but it just what's kind of intriguing about this you know is you know you know up until this point she hasn't adapted her own stuff to the screen uh, you know um you know that that it's been other people who've taken the books and broken them down into, you know, I mean, taking these five and six hundred volume things. In fact, I think by the time we got to the seventh book, it was like, uh, got to cleave this thing in two. You know, there's right, no right, way. Right. In fact, I, I blame her for all of these. You know, <laughs> like The Hobbit being three parts oh, long. Yeah. yeah, we do too. You're not alone there. We've brought that up although, many times. Although that's that's uh, kind of stands so far as the only. Uh, Example of that that worked. Yeah, it was the well, best one artistically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, I just I, I I always feel like you know someone at some point has to you know in Peter Jackson's case, in fact, he's gearing mm-hmm. up for another film now that'll be out. Uh, is he what doing is it, the, some uh, Silmarillion? Silmarillion? <sighs> yeah, is he doing that? And, well, no. These this is this is uh, <laughs> evidently the film between. You know, the, it, it, evidently he takes a ten-year break before he, he circles back to Tolkien. <laughs> um, but no, it just—it's like his version of King Kong, which is twice as long yeah, as the 1933 good. original. Yeah, um, it looked fact, good, if, if I remember right. Like it looked visually, it looked good, but over like that was a boring movie. Well, that, that's the other thing supposedly is that if you actually cold-bloodedly watch that movie. 
that you know uh, it's it's one of these things where it's like was this animated by gamers because it's like every time you introduce you know like for example the brontosaurus chase section you know they they do the equivalent of a flyover so it's like okay you're familiar with the layout okay release the brontosaurus you know <laughs> That's and pretty it's good. Just, it, it's one of these things where it's like it's a movie, all right. And it's like at at, at one point, you know, I can't imagine Peter sitting at his desk and I know what people want. They want to see Kong on ice. <laughs> you know, oh. just, yes, that. it's just like get to the Empire State Building, have him fall <laughs> off. I have to go to the bathroom. I mean, it's two and a half hours in at that point. He had visions so, of all that Disney on ice money dancing. That's in right. His head. That's He's right. like, look how much money be. they're raking in. <laughs> I could do that be. too. So, yeah, we're introduced to Newt Scamander, who is on this quest to come to the States. He's he's obviously from Hogwarts. He's from England. He's coming to the States to... Uh, he's on a mission. We don't really know what his mission is right from the get, just because, um, you know, they're trying to build his... You know, we don't know anything about these characters, so these are all... Because I don't think he's mentioned in the original stuff either. Yeah, he's the one that writes the book. And he the, writes the yeah. book, but yeah. I mean, like, I don't think that he's a character... I don't ever remember him being talked about in the Harry Potter stuff. Just the other, book. other than being the author yeah. of the book. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a year one. Yeah. That's for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's in New York and he goes to. Oh, we uh, should also mention this. So that the little book that she wrote about the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Uh, it's like a hundred pages and it's not a story. It's a, like a reference guide. It's like a like what he was writing. Yeah, the in the Harry Potter world, what she released, yeah, there is no story, there is no adventure, there is no romance, there is no. So this is a completely original. Oh, story. I see. So I it's, see. It's, a, it's like a reference. Yeah, it's like uh, the Marvel A to Z yeah. type of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. and just to fill in some cracks here, published in two thousand one, and it benefited Comic Relief. So, oh, uh, really? The, the two that, of the books uh, that's still actually, around. Oh yeah, uh, Quidditch through the years. Is that what that was called? Through the ages or through the something yeah. like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, interesting. Quidditch through the ages. Yeah, that same thing. Just both were written to benefit comic relief, or yes. that's uh-huh. where the money went to. So this is like a loose adaptation. It's it's a jumping off point in the character name, but I mean this story it's is completely original. original. So no one going into this has ever heard this story. They can't look at it and go, "Oh, that's, that's not like wrong. the book." Or the book was right. better. I mean, this is a complete original work. I think I've I've discovered this is I, the expanded universe. <laughs> yes, yeah. There you go. I don't like Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, I I, I, I don't have, care I have, for him I, either. Like, I thought you know. We saw him in what did he? He got the Oscar. No, no, no. But we got, he got the, he got the Oscar nom for the Stephen Hawking, the Stephen Hawking thing, thing uh-huh. and that was whatever. And then he was in Jupiter Ascending, and we're just oh. like, "What are you doing?" And the, right. but that, the but Danish granted, girl, he was. But granted, right. Jupiter Ascending. Everybody, I asked yeah. that question as to what they were doing. Yeah, uh, yeah the Danish girl. But I, I think I've come to. The, I don't like him. Like I'm just not a fan of I'm, his at all. I, I know what you're saying. He has a weird quality about him, and I'm not saying he's a he's bad a, actor. He's a, he's a, yeah. yeah, he just yeah, came off kind of douchey. Yeah. He came off so so douchey. He's he's not I don't think it's hard to say like I don't think he's a bad actor like these characters he plays. I don't think that his, you know, his method, his acting style is bad or anything like that, but it's just him. He just I well, just don't Stephen think Stephen Hawking's kind of a douche, yeah, so it works. Right. Stephen, that makes yeah. that makes sense. I, I hate to say this guys, but I, again, I know you guys sort of cuffed the Chris Columbus films, uh the first two of the Harry Potter, but you know, there, there was an establishing of the world there that I know was was kind of spoon fed to the audience. Yes, and 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 more to the point, 
you know, you didn't find yourself when, when Daniel Radcliffe or Rupert Grint or, or Emma Watson for that, when they're talking, you understood what they're saying. I mean, I hate to say this, yeah. you know, in fact, when Nancy and I watch Doctor Who now with Peter Capaldi, I love his performance, but I have to leave on the closed captioning because his accent is so thick yeah. that there are times when he'll say something and it's like, oh, okay, oh, that's what he said. And with with Redmayne, I mean, when I was watching the movie week before last, I I almost just like, could I please have the captions? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I know a lot of this dialogue of what he's saying is crucial because, again, they're establishing this world. And I couldn't understand really about a third of what he said. I think also there as this movie, this uh, this opening scene where you're getting they're introducing so much stuff to you. So they're giving you all of your characters right then. Right. Mm -hmm. They're introducing you to every single one of your main characters in the matter of five minutes. Yeah. Ten minutes, maybe. And I normally like it when a movie just kind of hits the ground running. But it was like it was it had so many threads it was trying to pull together that I like I was like this needs this better pay off. Right. And I will say overall I felt like it kind of did sort of. But it definitely I was not a huge fan of this movie. I'm just going to say that right off. I was not I don't think it was bad. I thought it looked good. I thought um, the the creatures looked cool. Uh, There's a twist that I liked. Right. Um but overall, I was just underwhelmed. When, when you I give guess. when you give the the shapeshifter character the same haircut as the mysterious villain, <laughs> well, I wasn't going to throw that out there right away. But all right, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it was when you see the opening scene and there's some villain, they don't show his face, and then they cut to another character that has the exact same haircut, which is a very odd, you know, yeah. shaved I head, I, longer. Okay, so this I, is what I, I, that's not that odd because if we're at the, for the time, like, yeah. I feel like that haircut is is reminiscent of yeah. the okay. time when the movie was. I just feel like right? they showed so. some shots. Of of the other character, and we don't spoil. Yeah, but they showed the shots of the other character walking yeah. away from the camera, and I'm like, that's the same shot with the same haircut. <laughs> I'm like, is, is that supposed to be foreshadowing? Or well, I will not, say, you know? I don't remember the last time Colin Farrell played a good guy. Uh, ever. Well, I mean, saving Mr. Banks, he did wasn't necessarily a villain. Seven psychopaths. He wasn't a. Villain. Oh, I guess he wasn't a bad guy in that. In Bruges, I don't know. Like now you're just <laughs> naming random well, Colin Farrell I'm just movies. Saying, yeah. I mean, it's, he's not. He's no. Uh, who's the guy? I'm, I can't think of it. But in Foster, Jason Statham. <laughs> sure. <know. laughs> I my my reaction to this was first I was like, yeah, I'm, it's a little odd to experience this world without having any. Like it's all adults. Yeah. yeah, there's no and kids. So, the, so at first I was like, okay, that's it. it, it felt, I felt like I was trying to acclimate to the uh, you know adult magic world, right? And the wands are girthier. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, I'm just gonna go ahead good. and leave, leave, <laughs> just leave that there for tough. Um, I, I I have to ask, did you guys see it in 2D or did you do the, the 3D? I did it in two. I did it in 2D as two. well. I can't even remember honestly. I think two. If I have my choice, I would choose mm-hmm. 2D. I was gonna ask, well, were you wearing glasses? But you're always wearing <laughs> right. glasses, so yeah. it doesn't help. I because uh, I I have to say, Nancy and I caught the 3D IMAX and. You know how films are already dark to me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially yeah. this one. As well, well, that I was mean, the like, thing. It was you're staring into the murk yeah. of the, the you know the, the the magical world, and it yeah. was and this is already you know depression era or excuse me nineteen twenties yeah. era you know New York. So it's already a lot of gray to begin with. Yeah. And 
I think they were hearkening back to the golden age of radio. There's, just, <laughs> there's no picture for you to watch. That's right. I, I when I like saw it in 2D, though, I, I had the same reaction. I of, did as well. Of this movie is so dark, how could it possibly work in 3D? Well, and that's that's our main concern. That's the reason I don't like 3D. I like it at home because yeah. the technology is better. But when you mm-hmm. go to the theater, that's one of my main problems with it is that yeah. you know you just can't see it because it's already dark and you put the dark glasses on. And but this this I think this is by design too because there's a there's one scene in the movie where I I even like m- mentally I was like hey make sure I remember this yay for me because um, <laughs> there's a scene where like he's in the uh, like interrogation room and everybody every character is in a flat or muted color or, yeah. or almost grayscale and Eddie Redmayne is in like the he's, he's the blue. only thing that pops of, of color mm-hmm. and I was like so I'm assuming maybe that's I also I, I'm, some I'm, sort of subtle motif that he's <laughs> I just think you know, Warner Brothers like, is, is doubling down on the uh, dark and gritty. I was like, just hey, like, man, it, it worked very, for Man of Steel and it worked for Batman vs. Superman. Great, for he, he's not. I mean, he's like, he's he was the only thing that stood out in that scene. Like, yeah. everything else was, I, was flat. I don't think that this was necessarily like a decision to make a dark and gritty movie like a Batman, though. No, I think no, no, it's I, just no. the setting. No, it's, it's the. the, it's the yeah, it's. It, I mean, I think the tone of the film, the look of it was very true to the time. And, like, I think, I think it was a good choice to film it like that. Like, it would have taken you out to be, you know, 4K, bright and colorful, like the muted colors. And everything really worked like and looked like yeah. an old setting. Uh, sure. Aside from the 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 darkness, Jim, how was the uh, actual th- the 3D? Because I was curious about that. There was even a couple scenes where I'm like, I think that was really nice for the 3D audience. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, again, you know that they, they put in the time and the money. I mean, you know, for example, what is it, the Thunderbird? You know, the, yeah. those scenes. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, the slow motion bank stuff. Um, I. It worked, but but at the same time, it was one of these things where I think you guys nailed, you know, one of the real problems with this is an introduction to the world. Um, you know, it's you know, Newt is kind of unknowable at least in this this first film. I mean, the whole notion of he, you know, eventually. Uh, by the way, how spoilery are we going to get here? Because go for it. Yeah, yeah. spoiler yeah. as you want. Okay, well, you know, that that's the whole point of supposedly the reason he came to the United States was that he had one of the, you know, a surviving Thunderbird. And, you know, he was going to, the, the story that they laid out was that he was going to take it back to Arizona right. and release it there. And, you know, where it's, it's, you know, part of the, you know, Native American mythology, you know, literally the Thunderbird. And, you know, and then, of course, the big bad, the, the, the bad haircut you referred to, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that that's what Gellert Grindelwald, uh-huh. you know, the, the, yeah, that's the initial bad turns out guy, to yeah. be, if you know your Potter mythology, he was, uh, you know, a, a friend of Albus Dumbledore, basically in their childhood, they had a falling out that was actually caused by, what was it, he accidentally kills Dumbledore's sister. The sister, yeah. Oh. The one that's in the um, painting. Yeah, and so... And, uh, you know, and, and that's, the, that's the other thing that, that I think... Uh, what I find fascinating about this is that, you know, when and, and when you see the movie, you eventually you discover that you've been looking at, at Grindelwald, you know, practically the whole film, and, and more to the point... They've hired Johnny Depp to play this part. Well, they, uh-huh. I knew that I knew that they had announced that Depp was going to be in whatever sequel because it's not going to be called Fantastic Beasts. Right. It's going to be and, called something else. And they also said that Eddie Redmayne or Newt may not be the 
the, the guy, the main character, which oh, okay, Dumbledore is what it, I would guess. Is well, that, yeah. that, see, that's the thing. Eventually, you know, if you actually drill down into, uh, you know, the 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 Harry Potter history, where this film series is going is that there's supposedly, you know, it's been mentioned in the books. There's a, a a wizard's battle between uh, Albus Dumbledore and G- Grindelwald that supposedly happens in 1945. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, fabled to be the greatest battle between wizards in all of, of magical history, and that's where this film is going. Uh, in fact, yeah. what's kind of interesting is that supposedly, what's his name, the the, the gentleman who actually plays. You know, that uh, Dumbledore in the movies. Um, oh, is, the new one. Is, he's desperate to be in this movie. You know, uh, in the series, he so enjoyed playing the characters. Oh, Michael Gambon. Michael Gambon. He's yeah. he's flat out said that you know if this is where you're going, I want back in. Hmm. And oh, know, I thought it problem- was the, I thought that was going to be the guy. Like I thought I read that it was the guy from. Legends of Tomorrow, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, the guy who plays Rip Hunter. Well, oh, I thought the, was from Doctor Who. Yeah, from Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah, huh. This is where it gets a little bizarre because um, there was the we're making three of these movies plans. Sure. Yes, and now we are in the we're making five of these movies plans. Oh, and five man. now. Holy oh, man. cow! Well, especially based it, on how much money it's making. That is true, yeah. and still making. Yeah, yeah. yeah it and shows no signs of slowing where down. this gets. Genuinely, truly bizarre is that, you know, I don't know if you guys saw, I want to say it was back in July after the Cursed Child opened in London that Warner Brothers grabbed a trademark for the yes. movie version of A Cursed Child. Which they, they deny that they're making a movie of, right? Well, if, <laughs> but here's here's the interesting thing. I, I actually heard from a friend at Warner's, and if you want to talk about a truly bizarre conversation... In in Cursed Child, McGonagall is a character, and Maggie Smith is eighty one years old. Yeah, we and get that if done. they if they stick with the timeline, I mean, we're talking about this series won't wrap now till what two thousand twenty four. Yeah, they've got they they have gone past Marvel at this. I mean, with the Harry Potter stuff, the right. Harry Potter yeah. verse, they've gone past Marvel at this point. Yeah, and I think Marvel's cutoff was twenty twenty. I think is where that ends. So they've gone four years past that. You know, I mean, where Fantastic Beats will end in, you know, 45 or thereabouts. I mean, it won't necessarily click into directly into, uh, you know, the Harry Potter films. But, you know, there'll be enough of a connective tissue. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, in fact, I honestly would be surprised if we don't end up at Hogwarts, you know, eventually. But then on the other side of this, I think, uh, you know what? I was just thinking, I think we're probably going to end up there. And I mean, they're Mm going to lay it basically right at the feet of Tom Mm -hmm. Riddle. Yeah. Coming into school. Right. With a sorting hat. (laughs) No, that's it. Exactly. And and then when you, you factor in that the conversation that I'm hearing about Cursed Child is they want to do a trilogy. Oh my god. Bring it back to Maggie Smith. Evidently there's this yeah. conversation with the representatives about if we script the and in and, and the play, I guess McGonagall's only in it for two or three scenes. Hmm. And it's like, would Maggie agree to come in and shoot her scenes before she passes alive? Yeah. Because <laughs> she's it right now. One now? And yeah. it's just sort of like they're just gonna de age her like they did Michael Douglas and Ant Man. I was gonna say they're gonna Jeff Bridges <laughs> oh, <yeah>. her. <laughs> 
Well, well, remember this is this is uh, Ron, Hermione, and Harry as adults. In fact, right. oh, that's, right. that's right. No, that's right. That's right. I guess they wouldn't have to. That's true. No, no. That's you know. They, if anything, it's like you got to write shooters to the cheesecloth. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's and and that's evidently the other part of the conversation that they they've reached out to Watson, Grint, and and Radcliffe, and yeah. just sort of like, okay, this is sort of a handshake deal, and in ten years' time, will you? Be willing to come back. And wow, I'm sure they're both like. I'm, well, at least maybe the guy who played Weasley. Uh, Ron? Yeah, Ron's like, yeah, man, whatever. Oh, I think that no they. Worries. I think. That, I mean, they've been. They were part of those movies since they yeah, were kids. Emma and, Watson and uh, Daniel yeah, Radcliffe did, have but, a but career. It doesn't matter. But they, I, and I and I they normally I would agree, but like they they all seem to have such affinity for the yeah, property. That's probably yeah, true. and they yeah. owe this property well, their careers. Well, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe, uh, somebody I had asked him about it, and he had specifically mentioned Harrison Ford came back. Mm-hmm. So you know yeah, we why, saw how good Crystal Skull was. No, no, no. Oh. To Star Wars, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> that's why he was, he was he was talking about Han Solo. We're talking about so the Witness too. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and remember that supposedly how they got Ford to come back for the Force Awakens. That you know part of his deal was I get one more shot at Indiana Jones, so that's not how yes. it ends, right? You know, oh. so I don't know. I mean, it just it, what's fascinating t- for me is that this is this is Warner Brothers. You know, quintupling down on this franchise, yes. and and meanwhile on on the theme park side of things, uh, Universal has snagged the rights not only to the Fantastic Beast films, so those characters and that mythology will be popping up in their parks, but evidently there's part of this deal is also Cursed Child. So you know, Man. we're going to see all of this stuff. You know, going to be able to walk into this world really, really soon. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, like I have to believe because they've screwed up their dc stuff their comic book stuff so bad is they have to double down on something else you know like they have to they i don't actually they're going to dumble down hey don't let me show (laughs) you the door (laughs) there it is um but yeah i think hearing all like if we're saying that there are at least eight more films in the in the works they realize look we've mucked this up over here we gotta get something else well, this is their tent. I mean, this is their tent pole. This is their cash cow. I mean, yeah. they've never screwed up Harry Potter to this point. You know what Knock I mean? And they and, they, and yeah. they do have the sort of the the well. And I I would say even though I didn't love this movie, I w- I wouldn't say that they screwed it up. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I, I felt no. like I was watching a a sort of a you know the almost the appendices to the beginning of a yeah. series of movies. And and I did. I was like. I think the head fake here is that we all think that this is going to be the Newt Scamander movies, and I yeah. don't think that's what they're doing at all. No. I think I think no. it no. is. I no. think, and I think they may have. I think um, J.K. Rowling was probably like, "How about this? We'll start there. Yeah. That's great, but I've got this other idea, and I think it's going to be all the way into. And I think we're also going to, because of that, she's going to be able to explore Dumbledore's sexuality, which she's. Talked she's about openly it. said that he's she's gay, right? said he's gay because I was wondering yes. if this becomes a Dumbledore story, we're going to have the first kids movie with with a, a gay age. romantic in- interest. That's possible. It's absolutely possible. And wasn't am I wrong? But wasn't there an implication that Grindelwald was the significant other? I mean, am I making that up? I thought that was that fanfic that you're writing. Actually, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I guess back to this. Back one. to the yeah, movie itself. Th- itself. So. Uh, Newt is in New York. He he goes to like what is kind of like the the magic version of 
uh, Ellis Island where he checks in and or no, I guess it's the normal version. No, of that. It's, it's not magic. Yeah, it's yeah. not magic because he switches his case to the yeah. a muggle right. to the mug, what a muggle worthy. Yeah. Muggle worthy. Yeah. So he goes and he's you know kind of making his way through New York and this is where we kind of get introduced to uh, a your female love interest who I can't think of her name but you also like this guy. At one point, I felt like they wanted this. I can't. The actors the same. Like he's been in a bunch of stuff, but he was always kind of like the funny fat guy. Was um, he in oh, fanboys? Dan, Dan Fogler. Dan yeah. Fogler. He was in oh, fanboys. Yeah. He was in Balls of Fury. He yeah. was in um, Take Me Home Tonight, which is yeah. actually not a bad. You know what role. happened? You know what happened? No, Josh Gad. I, so they tried. Seriously, to, no, I, Josh Gad I, I is the right. better version of yeah. Dan. No, Fogler. I think what they tried oh. to do is they tried to make him like the new Farley and the new like Chris or Kevin James. Yeah. And like he's funny He's a good actor It's yeah. just like When you try to pigeonhole a guy Like no no You're this version of this character Like we want you to be this yeah. Like the fat funny buddy yeah. But Is what we want but, to I do. They, kinda, I, they only scrape the surface of that here I thought they, they kind do. of They like, give him a little bit to do There was do. a little bit Of the you know Kind of like fall down go boom jokes Right No, right. I thought. But this then was they kind of backed off Yeah I thought this was very out of character For, for Dan They Fogler. toned him down I, Yeah time. this was not yeah. his His balls of fury and that He other wasn't stuff. Kevin James He wasn't No no, no. Yeah. I, I liked him You know at first it took me a second Because I was like Wait is that That's the guy from the dot The uh, ping pong movie I'm Balls like, of you know, fury Yeah and I'm like yeah, <laughs> the, and, the poor man's Jack Black That's So I said I said poor man's Kevin James And I said poor man's Josh Gad Yeah I, I think that so the problem I, is he's good, but he's not as good as all these other people. I don't people think you can compare him his. to Josh Gad because to me, Josh Gad mm-hmm. is like that triple threat. Yeah, where he can he can be funny, he can sing, he can do all. Well, that yeah, that's stuff. why you compare him to him because he's. That's what I'm saying. But he's, this guy doesn't sing. No, but, but the, the the irony is he's the Harry of this movie. He's the one. This whole world is new to him, so right. he's constantly yeah. the one who's. Goggling at you know the magic or you know the suitcase that you can walk into, or, trying you know, to not the, picture the sister naked before she reads his <laughs> mind. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I thought was funny. Well, like, and he's he's the he's the he's ex, us. He, yeah, he's the mm-hmm. exposition delivery, right? Or you mm-hmm. know, he's the one that they're delivering it to, so we understand what's going on. Exactly. So uh, they kind of bump into each other at the bank. Um, he wants to start a donut sh- or a, bakery. a pastry shop, yeah. And he, you know, he, I, which I thought was a funny scene where he's just like, "No, look at all and of a, this pastry." And apparently, yeah. he and I was buy, like, and he, "Who and he, in their right mind would uh, eat a pastry out of a guy's yeah. suitcase?" And, and apparently, <laughs> he he imports his suitcases from England, wherever yeah. he's yeah. from. Yeah, they have the exact same suitcase. And I was like, "Oh, I've seen this before. I know yeah. what's going to happen." <laughs> well, yeah, as soon as you see them carrying the same suitcase, right. what are the chances though that the one guy's from England and the other guy's in New York and they have the same uh, MacGuffin? Oh, okay. yeah. that's what it is. It's an international city, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> so, a magical suitcase at that. Yeah. <laughs> New York City is a magical place. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. Tom Especially, would know. especially at the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> just a guess, huh? Just a guess. Just just a shot in the dark. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they kind of they switch suitcases on accident, and of course he has to Newt has to figure out how to get back to the other guy, whatever the other guy's name is. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we've got this this girl who. Works for <laughs> like, oh, mustard lip, yeah, mustard lip. I don't think that's what her name in the movie was. <laughs> I'm like, just you got something right there. I'm like, just wipe that. Uh, where she works for the American version of Hogwarts, I guess. No, where it's just no, like, it's not a no, school. It's, it's like the CIA. But it's like the, like it's the a government like the agency. Yeah. It's no, like the, yeah, the magical <laughs> Congress of the United States of America, yeah. Mac USA, yeah. supposedly. It's the yeah. Ministry of Magic. Oh, yeah, yeah, and she yeah, is yeah. supposedly okay. a, a disgraced or some. She got, you she know, got, she got booted right, for something that we'll find yeah. out later. Um, while all of this is going on, we get another 
some thread. She got booted for spilling mustard all over the important <laughs> case files. <laughs> Come on! Uh, where we get um, Ezra Miller, and you've got like the... Wait, what? Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller's in this? Yeah. Yeah, he's the, the bowl he, haircut. That's Ezra oh Miller. Oh my gosh, that's Ezra yeah. Miller? Yeah. Okay, that uh, really yeah. weird kid. Uh-huh. Cre- oh. Credence. Oh my gosh, yeah. that is... Poor man's Crispin Glover. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> that's so crazy. That's him. I mean, I saw him in Perks. I know he's going to be The Flash. Now you can, yeah. I can't after, believe... After, the, after this performance, can't wait for that oh. Flash movie. Yeah. Oh, geez. But no, that's interesting. They really did a good job, I think, of like the hair and covering him, because I just didn't Yeah, where he, so they kind of have like an Oliver Twist kind of thing where the 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 leader of this den of children like sends them out and is like anti-magic and you know there's passing out flyers and he's you know part i guess he's like the it's second like, in command it's I guess. like half fagan half westboro baptist church <laughs> yes, yeah that's exactly yes. fagan that's yeah. yeah that's exactly what it god is. hates yeah. fagan yeah god hates fagan <laughs> <laughs> so then we get another sub thread where uh, we've been introduced to Colin Farrell, who's like who's like this massive detective, very good detective in this in the ministry, mm-hmm. um, where he is searching for this child, but you don't really know why. You don't really know what's going on with this child, so he has enlisted the help of Credence. So you have the Westboro Baptist Church and then just the Catholic yes. Church. The Catholic Church. <laughs> that was a little creepy. Yeah. Okay. I did. Anyone else think that they were hinting on? Absolutely. Okay. Because they were. Like Colin Farrell would go and like touch him and be really close with him. They were like, like, are like they forehead to forehead, nose to nose? Yeah. As right. soon as that happened, I was like, are, is he having a relationship with this <laughs> yeah. young? Well, child? and if like, if what Dan is saying is true, that makes sense. Like if if it does, well, yeah. If Dan is saying that Dumbledore and Colin Gr- Farrell's character were a couple, and this is gr- and this, this is, is really this Grindelwald. Is Grindelwald oh. he would maybe use. A, yeah. a broken child to his advantage. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. you know, like that—that that makes sense now. Yeah, I just know what they're going for there because I'm like, because I still—it's hard for me to separate. Like, I, when I think of Harry Potter, I know that they're young adult books, but I generalize and I go, they're kids' movies because you know, kids. Are I think go one see and them. two are kids' movies. Well, but I'm just saying the series is—I wouldn't call them adult movies. I mean, they're for everybody, but I think of them as you know, kids are going to these, right? And so, like, I just lump them into kids' movies, not the quality, not the materials, just dumbed down or. Anything. Thing. But so so when I saw this movie, I'm like, well, you know, kids are going to see it. It's in the Harry Potter verse, and I'm and, and I just thought the tone, the darkness, and then some. I'm, I was like, I think I I have to believe that much like a Disney or a, or a DreamWorks movie where they throw some stuff in for the adults as well. Yeah, you know, to keep them entertained. Mm-hmm. Like, not saying that that's what they did here, but I could see them using like as adults. We get that sub. Th- we get yeah. that plot, like that underlying. But this movie, this is PG thirteen, right? Uh, yeah, Dumbledore, dark. Dumbledore was in love with Grindelwald. There we go. There you go. Okay, there it is. that's but been confirmed. Yes, to <laughs> Thank Harry you. Potterpedia. Yeah, <laughs> Harry Wiki. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just surprised. And again, I mean, I know that uh, these movies are not just for kids, but you know they're going to go see them. And as I was watching, I'm like, wow, this isn't like a little kids movie. I mean, it's pretty dark. The yeah. the abused, ch- the children getting like, abused. Yeah, and thing, when I she just, go, when there's a scene where like the the headmistress of this home. It's just like take it off, and I was like, "You take this belt take, off, take, yeah? Take what off? What yeah. are you doing? Oh, good lord! Yeah, <laughs> like, well, that's late night." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so she like this other gal who works for the ministry who's been disgraced uh, finds out that Newt has released 
these beasts into the city, and they have to clean it up as fast as they can. So they bring bring Newt in <coughs> to the president, and the ministry's job is basically to to hide magic right. so the public right. doesn't know that it exists. Right. But they, they they totally ignore her though because they're trying to find Grindelwald. Which also, Grindelwald, like I will say, there's this, there's that comes up later in the movie where she's like, and you're just now telling us, and I was like, uh, yours, uh, lady. That that bitch, was frustrating. Yeah, bitch, that, she was trying to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. Yeah, that was that was frustrating because I I realized she was busy, but she did dismiss her, and there's no way she doesn't remember dismissing. Right, her. Right. Like so, yeah, yeah. I was she like, had him with her. That's crappy. Yeah, you know, oh, like sure. he was with her. The you whole don't time. remember when I walked in with that guy <laughs> next to me and tried to get you, and you said, no, we're busy. Yeah, get out, and you're like, all right, see ya. Yeah. That's not on me, Miss President. That's yeah. on you. Um, yeah. So they they. I'm trying to think. It was weird that a government agency had created the head position and called it president. I did think that was weird. Uh, you, I felt like this is really like <laughs> written by an by an an English woman because it's oh. like I don't think an American would have ever like, called we, themselves the president. There's no other presidential position in any government Unless you're office. The, oh, no. Yeah, I was like, you know the saying? CEOs, but... Yeah, but right, the, no, that, yeah, that doesn't count. You know, that's secular. Yeah, right. You know? yeah. That's interesting. I never really thought about that. Hmm. So, uh, but they're not part of the American government. I mean, it's a well, they're in wizard, America. But, it, but it's a wizarding... You know what I mean? It's a wizarding entity. It's not like they're related to the U.S. government, right? No one knows about oh, it. Oh, I guess maybe it's so not. It's, I, I took it as a government agency. You you have to remember if you 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 read the books as opposed to watching movies. I want to say it's after Goblet of Fire. There's actually a scene where the British Prime Minister, you know, that Cornelius Fudge actually appears before the the the, the British Prime Minister and kind of has to let him know that Voldemort is back and bad yeah. things are about to happen right. and he's okay. about to lose his job. I mean. I, I, I think again. You can remember this is one of five. I think there'll be more of the world, you know, as we go further into the next four films, and and more to the effect that, you know, we'll see, you know, whether or not there is some sort of connect. I mean, face it, the film all but you know set up, you know, the whole New Salem thread, where you know the notion that, you know, sort of gave the the insinuation that, you know, America is this sort of backwater yeah, where we fear sure. magic. And, you know, that, that right. I, you can't help but, you know, I mean, it's sort of like if you mention Dumbledore in film one, he's got to show up by film four or five. And likewise, if you introduce a plot thread like New Salem, it's like, you know, we're in Chekhov country. You can't talk about right. gun, <laughs> gun in act one and have it not show up by, sure. you know, act two. So, um, I yeah, thought, I I mean, thought when it, they mentioned him and I was like, oh, well. Either that's just a reference, like a throwaway reference for the fans, or that's gonna come. That's coming. Like yeah, I did not have to meet I did, up. In I the knew middle. That there were other movies, but I did not realize that they were all gonna be tied together. Yeah. So now yeah. knowing that they're tied together, obviously that reference is almost like when you see Doctor Strange's name on a board in mm-hmm. Civil War or right. whatever. You're like, oh well, obviously we're gonna get that later. I think that's the new business model for Hollywood. Yeah. 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 No, like little, no, absolutely. Little you know, that, that you're trying to get people invested. <laughs> What was the joke? The, the um, somebody made this great joke about the presidential election. You know, it's it's like you know the 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 third Hobbit movie. You don't want to watch it, but you're here, so you know you've come this far. You know, um, you've already invested. You're invested at this point. Yeah. Um, so. so yeah. So they, I think they're they realize that Newt is kind of the only one. I, every time I say Newt, and I was just like, yeah, let's watch Aliens. 
Like that's, no, I think uh, Gingrich. He's Gingrich, yeah, I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> yeah, right. Which kind of sounds like a Harry Potter name. It does, think about yeah. It. Newt Gingrich, yeah, I could see yeah. him being you know, part of Slytherin. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so she realizes that Newt is the only one that could kind of put everything back together. So they kind of break because well, it's his crap. That right, got it's all his so stuff. She, he's, she's like, but you're he's also go. he's also like because the Americans are killing the beasts. Like they don't want they don't want them around. So right. where Newt is just like, don't kill them. Like I'm trying to study them to you know I'm writing this book that will help right. you better understand these creatures. Yeah, they fear them. Where Newt is going around trying to save them, uh, like they're endangered species. Yeah, and, for sure. And he is trying to save them. And and we later go on. Do we know where that's located? He goes into his briefcase, and that is back home in England. Or no, where? I, just, I just think it's his briefcase. And it's just it's another mag- realm. It's just magic. Yeah, I just well, I I thought the briefcase was like maybe a portal. I didn't think they. No, so it's, it's like, just, it's like uh, Hermione's purse. Oh, it's just. It's like the TARDIS. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you could accept yeah, the I mean, fact this that Doctor Strange has, a, has I mean, a window that goes to the Himalayas, but <laughs> yeah. uh, the fact that Newt has a case that... Well, can, those, yeah, are, or, those are two different or, things you just or mentioned. The tent, but. When they went to the Quidditch World Cup, they got they had the like tiny little janky tent, and they all yeah. walked inside, and it was like this you know, multi-level... Oh, okay. So, you, well, that's what I, my question was. Is it uh, Doctor Strange tra- teleporting somewhere, or is no. it in it's the brief? Just, yeah, I think so all those animals live inside the brief... Okay. Interesting. That was my impression. That's how I took it. I couldn't tell if it was a portal or you know what I mean. Here, let me sum up the the movie in a nutshell: is Men in Black meets Doctor Humanji. That's a good, Uh, yeah. That's pretty good. That's very true. Yeah, that's about what this is. Uh, Interesting note: the the date of Grindelwald's duel with Dumbledore coincides with the downfall of Hitler's empire and Nazi Germany. Well, he does have blonde hair, so and there's like. The rumors of Grindelwald's Nazi ties. So oh, okay. That'd be interesting Damn. if they go that way. Then this is like that's a this movie is like a complete <laughs> head fake of <laughs> what what they've got in mind. Well, uh, then you know the weird thing is there there have actually been a couple of books. Uh, in fact, you know it's it's really the bed dabs and broomsticks business plan. I mean, the whole you know it's always been this this weird thing of history that that Hitler made it all the way to France. And never crossed the channel. And why is that? And you know, the the thinking. You know, there's been a couple of great stories written where to the effect of, well, it was magic. You know that that you oh. know that the English was you know home of Merlin. You know that that's you know, and it just he could not cross to you know that that aisle because the English was protected by magic. Yeah. And so, interesting. If that's the route they're going to go, that would I be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, that would be that'd be a fun story to hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he she realizes that he's ha- she has to get Newt out to help. So she takes Newt home with um, what are they? N- Nomage. They, so they, that's th- what that's, they call it's a muggle. It's a muggle. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the American version of a muggle. So they go and she they meet her sister who is just like walking around in a slip, and she's just like, "Can you put some clothes on?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, sure," and puts clothes on. And meanwhile, um, Joe's like, "No, yeah, leave, <laughs> no, just stay just like that. Please don't read my mind." Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, don't which think, I, I don't think we need to read your mind <laughs> <laughs> to know what you're thinking. But I did like where she's, you know, he's um, our other care, our comic relief is looking at her and she was just like, no, it's fine. Like, I, that's the first thing guys usually think when they see me anyway. And he's just like, what? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. She, you know, we find out that she can read minds. Uh, that's her mutant power. I yeah. guess. Um, and she can channel the spirit of Adelaide from Guys and Dolls. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so it turned, you know, again, to give our comic relief a love interest, like she is this amazing cook because she can do all of this stuff with magic and she makes this amazing strudel, like apple strudel, and you mm-hmm. see it being formed. I was yeah, like, she said pyre strudel. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I know. Yeah. I was like, oh, are we going back to the Dumbledore <laughs> Grindelwald? <laughs> is that what we're doing right now? <laughs> all right. Very good. Um, yeah. So this is, so as are these, they're in, they stay at the house at this, um, which I always like. The boarding place where you're not allowed to have men upstairs, but yeah. somehow you manage yeah. to sneak two guys upstairs Ever in your room. Ever since buddies, man, <laughs> right. have been like, they still have those. That's still a thing. Um, probably not now. I guess probably not now. That thing doesn't exist anymore, right? Oh, I like I, boarding I, home. I guess I don't think so. The last time I stuck into a boarding home <laughs> <laughs> for a way bit. It's been a while. Yeah, the Susan B. Anthony Hotel for Women. <laughs> yeah, right. That's where they lived on Bosom Buddies. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so Newt, um, like Newt wants nothing to do with anybody. Like he wants to get out immediately and, uh, go find these other creatures. Yeah. He's so, a loner. He doesn't want to work with anyone. He's really kind of, and I think that's he's all a loner. He's a rebel. Don't get mixed up with a guy like him. Dottie. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I, I hate to say this. I think the arc they're setting up is this is a guy who, you know, relates you know, obviously, really well to animals, and 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 gotta yeah. remember again, this is set nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties. This is when you know, if you went to an American zoo, you know, it's just the notion of sure, let's throw a lion in a cage that's eight by eight. You know that that you know this is this is the way rolling works. She grounds things in what the actual history was at that time, and I think over the course of these films, what we're going to see is you know, particularly if they're setting up the romance with porpintia i guess that's the name of uh, tina the the the, the oh, aura. okay uh she's going to to you know soften him you know to make it easier for newt to connect with actual people as opposed to just animals but if we're not going mean, to see that, newt again what who cares we don't know well yeah. you know but but that's the thing i well, think, I think that, we... that you know i i honestly think that you know you know, Newt is going to. It's not a question of we're not going to see Newt again. It's just that we're bringing other characters onto the page. I got gotcha. you, like a Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. You know, from the 1930s or thereabouts. So okay. he'll well, be back. And and uh, also his um, whatever relationship with Lestrange, who I'm assuming is maybe it's her sister or yeah. her mom. Yeah, no, that's yeah. exactly. You know, is it her sister or her mom? Her mom, I would guess. Because yeah. this is older, and, so right. Yeah, it's 45 yeah. years before, so it's probably. Okay. I would guess her mom, maybe. Yeah, either way. Uh, so they, yeah, this is where we get a pretty good scene of uh, Newt and um, comic relief guy running around. Kowalski. Kowalski. Running around New York trying to catch um, the beasts. Like, that. I think there's a, there's one beast where he steals shiny things. Niffler. Niffler, which yeah. I thought, like, it was, like, like a, a little, little platypus, platypus. Yeah. Which I thought was cute. Like, that was fun. That thing, I just was like, <laughs> was, God, stop it. Like, <laughs> he just screws up everything. I do like yeah. when he, like, grabs him at the bank, and he's just, like, turning him over. <laughs> and it's <laughs> almost like that scene with Frank the Pug yeah. in Men in Black, where <laughs> yeah. he's like, no, 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 it's fine. They've got an act thing going on. It's cool. Where he's just, like, shaking him out. And oh, all the, it's like, hilarious. The they do that a few bars. times. He, yeah. he, like, so he has, like, his own little briefcase universe, because yeah. in his pouch, is, <laughs> he can fit unlimited jewels and gold. And I was like, don't shake him out. Just take that stuff with you. You could use that to get home he's not a thief oh he's not a thief uh so they catch most this is when they they actually get arrested uh because they break into oh and point uh, point of information yeah jk rowling has revealed that the next fantastic beast movie is all about lita lestrange oh there we go huh 
I feel like they're doing. So they're like, planting that seed. <laughs> they're like, hey, you know how Marvel uh, did these movies with one character at yeah. a time? Let's just go ahead and do that again. Yeah, like we. <laughs> and they'll all come, to, and it'll be the Avengers. <laughs> the in Avengers. The last yeah, one. that's right. And the in the in the first installment, the mysterious Lita is mentioned when Queenie catches a glimpse of the frame picture of her in Newt's office. Although not much is revealed, we find out that she shares some kind of difficult history with Scamander, and that she certainly has played a very important part in his past. Well, yeah, they definitely they reference that where they everybody gets away they get into newt's case um and uh the sister sees the picture and she accidentally reads newt's mind and she realizes there is a friendship there or something more than a friendship we don't know um yeah, it's a troubled some he doesn't want to talk about it he doesn't want to talk about it so uh yeah now we've got now they have been they're all under arrest uh from the ministry so um our female lead and newt have been captured and they this is where we get colin like colin farrell has kind of like tiltered yeah is that right, is that the right yeah name? he kind of he, well he, he pivots because at first you're kind of like kind of a good guy but he's a hard-nosed good guy yeah he just seems like he's investigating right you know and they don't really portray him as as doing uh you know it you know he doesn't necessarily come off as as any sort of villain you no know? no he just kind of comes off as like a, a hard a hard nose and, and then he does yeah, <laughs> yeah. It looks like they might be setting up a little twist <laughs> so he yeah they go in front of the ministry they are both sentenced to death yeah um and then uh colin yeah. farrell's character immediately takes newt's case mm-hmm. um and we t- it turns out that Inside the case are these things called the ob whatever they're obscurus obscurus yeah which is like they call them obscurus they also don't they also call them obscurials or something yeah at that point yeah, yeah I don't I think maybe the obscurus is when it's attached uh, yeah. uh, either way either so there's these pieces of like dark magic that have um attached like I've from what I understood, it was just like it's magic that has been suppressed, like it, that it when, attaches to a host. Yeah, and that okay. when when uh, someone with magical powers has to suppress their magicosity, they become this <laughs> magicosity. Yeah, that's yeah. a word now. <laughs> okay, and uh, <laughs> that that it basically it it it. It turns dark. Would right. you like an actual exp- explanation of what they are? I feel like, yes. I feel like, I feel like I'm fine. Yeah, I think oh. Tom, Tom's is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is from this is insider.com. Uh, fantastic. Very reputable. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a new, a new dark magic introduced in Fantastic Beasts may explain one of the biggest mysteries in Harry Potter. The big new magical concept introduced is the Obscurus. An Obscurus is a type of magical parasite that forms when a wizard or witch suppresses their magical ability. So exactly oh. what Tom said. Huh. If they don't perform spells, it's as if their magic turns inward and eats at them. Obscuruses eventually take over their host bodies. The parasite itself is called an Obscurus, and the person whose body is used as a host is the Obscurial. If they're not controlled, an Obscurial can become extremely dangerous. So also what Tom just said. So it's wizard blue balls. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you got to alleviate it. Otherwise it goes back. Right. Honey, I could yeah. die. Ah. Yeah. Honey, I could die. <laughs> so I don't think you understand the amount of pain I'm in right now. Right. Like this. <laughs> no. No, no, Just no. I think everybody at this table, in all fairness, we've been in that situation more than once. Just the tip of the <laughs> wand. That's all I'm asking. Uh-huh. What? Uh. No, it's, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. So, Moving on. <laughs> so it turns out that um, Colin Farrell knows that there is one of these obscurials somewhere close. He's seen it in this vision, and he knows that um, it is close to Ezra Miller. So he has tasked Ezra Miller with finding this obscurial so that they can it has either... To be a- 
a child. They, they say that once they get to ten, they die. Yeah, and Newt, uh, and Newt has tried to save one. Like this girl got to like eight or nine. Yeah, and she he couldn't. Was nine. He could, I think he detached her, but he couldn't save her. Right. Um. And, and that apparently is yeah because it's referenced in, in part of the uh, you know the backstory or whatever. Well, when Colin Farrell's got them and oh yeah right yeah. So as we're going forward, uh, it turned like they think that this girl that has been by Credence's uh, side the R- entire R- time. Redita Herring? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that's what her name was. Yeah. Yeah. Is is the obscurial. Yeah. Turns out, shocking, it's not. not. It's Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, who has somehow lived past 10 years old, which they never really explain. Like, I think that's like, how, how did he... Well, how, I think pa- partially because of the environment that he was brought up in, which was oh, a just super suppression. Re- super because, suppressed? Yes. Yeah, I could see that. And he's an orphan, you know, so... And he's an older orphan. Right, so right. So he's, like, at a point where he's just, like, just, just a, yeah. a, a, so a zombie. One of the other things they're doing is they're going to kill Newt and uh, the female lead. And when they do that, they kind of... I also... The amount of glee that those women were taking and like getting ready to kill them, yeah, like where she was like, "No, it's, it's gonna be great," and she like doesn't takes that a, look good? Yeah, it takes oh, a little happiness out of no, 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 no. The amount like she's grinning from ear to ear, looking yeah. forward to killing her. I she thought it was to make her feel more comfortable. No, you don't no, think she so? was like, "This is fun," and like huh. takes the the happy memories, and then we get to see why she was. At, you know kicked out of the yeah. the inner circle is because she met credence she knows credence and she actually beat the crap out of uh the john fogarty john fogarty yeah right. which was a weird ref i didn't think expect him to show up in this movie especially because it's the 1920s Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um where she beats the crap out of this headmistress because she is beating up credence which immediately like not immediately but i was like well then why would you have any unless credence is a has magic why would you give a crap about a muggle so to speak um so yeah this is so newt and the girl get out like they get away and this is they have there's a huge fight uh in the new york city subway system uh where credence reveals himself as the obscurial and newt kind of has him like newt's got him um kind of subdued and he's talking to him and he's you know becoming friends with like trying to gain his trust and then all of a sudden here comes colin farrell and like initially He's. I thought he was just doing the cop thing. Yeah, where he was, you know, where he was trying to, you know, look. I'm really sorry. I I should have uh-huh. trusted you, and you know, trying to get him closer. Then all of a sudden, um, these other cops show up oh, and the, the, just like the, the ministry. Yeah. So like the our our female lead has him under control. Like he's coming back. He like because he's he's almost like a Galactus cloud. Yeah. Like that's kind of what it is, or the, a parallax cloud. Or the smoke uh, monster. Or the from smoke Lost. monster from Lost. Sorry, Dan. Um, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just thanks for keep going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he starts to reform, and then all of a sudden, they just open fire. Yeah. And just kill. Well, him. this is the old trope of, hey, what is that strange thing? It's probably dangerous. Let's shoot it. But, yeah. but they and also they, like, they Colin, said, freeze. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Colin Farrell says, "Don't like if you shoot him, you answer to me." And yeah. then immediately, like, yeah, it's cool. And that's they, pretty much how every movie that yeah. tackles some kind of a monster or threat. Nah, shoot it. Yeah, yeah we'll Tanks, figure it out. Shoot it, whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they, they end up killing Credence, we think. I don't think they've completely killed Credence. Right. Because there's that scene at the very end where you see like a little piece of 
black mold, I guess, <laughs> like floats away. But it was uh, like it, flo- it floated away under its own power. Mm-hmm. How do they kill it? They just shoot remember. it. They just shoot them with their wands. Bleach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so, a, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, they we didn't hear like any spell casting, so we can't say they just fire lightning bolts out of their yeah. magic wands. It wasn't one of the unforgivable no spells. Uh, so this is, and then um, Newt kind of said, you know, he reveals who Colin Farrell is, and no surprise to anybody. I was kind of surprised that it was Johnny Depp. Like I just thought Colin Farrell was going to be the bad guy, yeah. right? Um, so they do like a. Did review. you hear that Johnny Depp was in this movie? I, 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 no, I, I didn't. I, I, I knew that he had signed on the next. Like all over the internet. Of I Johnny Depp well, I, like, I, I, I was in the same boat you are. That I had heard that he had signed on to do the next couple. Right. But right. I didn't. I didn't go in thinking that that news came out because of the he was cameo in this. Yeah. I had no idea. It really ruins it because, um, I mean, had you not heard about it, that he was going to be in this movie, yeah. you might not have thought the head fake. But for me, since I knew it going in yeah. and I then I saw the back of the head and I right. saw Colin, for, I'm like, it's like it's the same. It's got to be him. You oh, know, yeah. it ruined the I had, experience. I had no idea. And this is the second time that those two have played the same character. Was it the Parnassus, yeah. Dr. Parnassus? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, good. Jude, movie Jude Law is going to pop up. I'd be all right. <laughs> yeah. Law. Uh, yeah, so they reveal that um, Colin Farrell is actually uh, Grindelwald. Um, he's been there the entire time. He's yeah. been manipulating everything, uh, and it's revealed to be Johnny Depp as well. So this is they also the movies wrapping up, and they have Newt has had like this venom, this venom from this magical mm-hmm. spider beast that he couldn't really fit. It has other properties besides being a venom, and he realizes that. If it's delivered via rain or via water, it will erase your memory, much like the um, flashy thing from right. Men in Black, <laughs> or a super, or a Superman kiss, or a Superman kiss. That's right. Uh, so rather than go around and kiss everybody, he decided <laughs> yeah. he would go with the. He venom. just yeah. flies and turns the world backwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would not, you know, rip uh, everything off the surface about, of the world. We don't talk about that. <laughs> I just rewatched that. That's tough. Yeah, like I, I love that movie, but it, it, there are some things where I was like, "What are you doing?" It was seventy eight. It was seventy eight. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, it's a product of the time. You have to yeah, remember that because right. it does not hold up. Some things do, like that whole. Never mind. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they he sends the Griffin or the, the, Thunderbird, the Thunderbird up in the air, and they, he releases on. So all of a New York forgets what's hap- what's happening, except for our other buddy um, Kowalski. Kowalski. So. You know, Kowalski has obviously fallen in love with the sister, mm-hmm. um, but he realizes that like I can't, I can't stay. I can't. He's not a know. part of that world. Like he'll never. He yeah. he's never going to fit. He's like it's, he's well, like it's also illegal at that time. And, yeah. in the states to, to M- have mugg- muggles and muggle magic and can't. magical relationships are illegal oh, really from the so, wizard side. They yeah, don't. Oh, they can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, which obviously that that changes, but at the time it's you know sure. it's a it's a taboo. Yeah. So he kind of accepts the fact and he walks out into this rain and forgets everything. And our our characters kind of go their separate ways. Um, Kowalski ends up getting bumped into by a random stranger and gets left behind this this case of silver. Yeah, he's going to his uh, work at the cannery. It's from the, yeah. the bird or whatever. Yeah, they it's, make. Yeah. The, it's like the bird snake, whatever yeah. that thing is. That was so weird. So the yeah, the little tiny thing that he holds at one point grows because they grow to fit whatever area they're in yeah. it grows and into this, it grows into this huge gigantic thing and then it I didn't realize at first they were the same thing yeah. and then it turns back into this tiny yeah. little he snake jum- he jumps into like yeah. a teapot I needed, was, I needed it was, insect in a teapot yeah. it was cold 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you expect? Well, it yeah. happens. Yeah. That's a thing. So shame right? in it. Yeah. yeah. Women know about shrinkage, right? Right. But do you, what's shrinkage? Is is that huge one though? The same one he held no, from the I hatched egg. So. I thought maybe he, it was the know. same one. But he know. gets he gets this case of so they had they they are hatched out of silver eggs, one hundred percent silver eggs. So he takes that to the bank and he gets his bakery. Um, and this is like the the sister comes back and they meet each other again. That was a cute little scene. I mean, yeah, I knew they fine. were going to end up together somehow. And, and I'm like, they go to the baker. I'm like, oh, guess who's going to be a customer? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Or, well, uh, that has a help wanted sign. Oh, oh, that's a good call too. So I figured maybe. That's and what I like the fact that to. part of the reason his shop was popular is all his pastries look like <laughs> correct creatures from the movies. Yeah, so you got like the little platter. Yeah. He's like, where do those come up with? Where do you come up with those? He's like, I don't know. Delicious, <laughs> delicious beasts and where to eat them. <laughs> yeah. that's, right. that's the name of his bakery. Um, so then they, you know, Newt and the other gal kind of have their interactions, uh, where it's pretty obvious that they're kind of into each other. So, and Newt kind of takes off, and that's kind of where we wrap this movie up. Um, again, like I wasn't, it, it wasn't doesn't, he, doesn't he say at first, like, I'll write you. And then he's like, well, can I come back and, well, he was like, maybe. I'll send you a copy. He's like, yeah. how, how, about I, how about I give you one in person? Anyway? Yeah. yeah. So, so it was fine. Yeah. Um, not I, a great movie. Well, well no, no. It, it, remember though, the one thing that's going on there is, you know, that, that the, the very book that he's talking about, you know, the, the, the textbook that this whole series is based on, yeah. he's going off to read this. And when he comes back. He's the famous author the, right. of the book that becomes, you know, a, a textbook in the world. So, right. you know, and, and, you know, so there's that thread that'll get carried into the next couple of films. What about the John Voight character? Did yeah. Oh, I forgot about the John Voight character. Yeah, because, yeah, again, you have to assume introducing this U.S. senator who loses a son to, you know, the Obscurus. I mean, there's mm-hmm. that whole scene where, he, you know... There's a rally, and you know he gets killed in front of all these people at the rally, and if, and he's got the younger son who actually uh, at one point brings in uh, what's her name the 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 woman who's behind the New Salem movement, and well he also you know, brings you, it he also brings in the obsculus. That's that's exactly. Yeah. So it's just one of these things where it's like you have to assume that thread's going to continue through, you know. And again, you know, the, likewise the relationship with uh, with Tina, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I I just I get, for me that's I think you know a lot of this film was like, hi, this is a chessboard, this is a yes. pawn, that's a queen, you yeah. Know, yeah, just, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're definitely right. It's set up. That's, that's a what, lot. That's what made up. that's what made it a little rough. Like this movie to me felt long I, it wasn't as enjoyable as watching the first Harry Potter you know it right. just was a lot of information I felt like it dragged on a little long I did I did enjoy it overall it's just that um, it, I think it really was hurt not having the background of the books so so you've got this beloved franchise and also they're very good kids books with great characters and everything and so going into the movie you already had that fan base and you kind of right. know who Harry Potter is and they had all this stuff to build on this one they had to make it all up for this and sure. so I think that hurt it as far as like going into it and and everyone's learning you know all at the same time and right. and it's just a lot to take in in a couple hours. I think no, I, I agree. And and in fact, I think the thing that you got to remember that with the you know the Harry Potter films, you know, I mean, face it, these were set at Hogwarts, this this wonderful you yeah. know, magical castle environment, whereas. You know, I mean, face it, this one is set, you know, basically at the magical equipment of the DMV. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You don't have as much wonder. I mean, when you're at Hogwarts, you're learning about magic pictures and magic hats and and Quidditch and all this stuff. And and you're seeing it through the eyes of children. Right. Right. That's it exactly. And here it's, 
you know, depressed adults. Yeah, yeah that was the like, that was the biggest, you know, sort of like uh, detachment issue I had with this was like, oh, yeah, I kind of, and as much as I, you know, kind of like in hindsight, look at the the Christopher Columbus movies as being like, ooh, com- you know, compared to the rest of the series, they do a good job of sort of like. It's, Sticking to young, wide-eyed wonder. Yeah. yeah. The qualities, the fun qualities. Yeah. He does a great job of presenting the, yeah. the fun and the magic. And this, and this, you know, and everything's sparkly and shiny yeah. and magical. And this is definitely like, to, yeah, to yeah. Jim's point, it's like, well, man, how long is this line? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Rowling would have benefited from working with uh, a screenwriter. I, I think that's possible. I, I think but, for but, sure. See, but, but again, who's going to tell her that? She's right. J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's the one who basically like, said, I'll make this five movies. Okay. Yeah, and it yeah. just said, if you're, you're an executive orders, it's like, why are we stopping at five? You know, yeah. just sort of like, you know, and in fact, it's interesting. I was speaking with somebody at Warner's about this, and they flat out said that, well, look, one of the things we took into consideration when she delivered this to us was that, well, face it, the Potter fans, the kids who started reading these books in, in the late 90s are now young adults. And That's so what's going to happen to Beauty and the Beast. The material, if, if they actually made a, another movie like uh, Sorcerer's Stone or, or, you know, that sort of thing, it, it would almost be kind of insulting to them. Yeah. So that it was like, you know, this sort of thing, it's, it's that much more sophisticated, that that's more adult, and we're following along with our aging Harry Potter audience. And right. it's just sort of like, it's an interesting choice, but it is also a gamble. Like, I'm, I'm actually kind of intrigued to see when they do the next film, whether or not there's more, you know, some pressure, something similar to what happened with um, Dawn of Justice, where it's like, you make the next money, or you make the next movie funny and entertaining, or we're coming to your house and hurting you. Oh, I was going to... Dawn of Justice wasn't funny. Yeah. Now, Jim, the last time we had you on, you had actually even alluded to the concept of uh, eventually rebooting the Harry Potter uh, series, like, on on cable. That's something that you, you brought up. Yeah, and and the weird thing is that this is now the battle plan. This, you know, Fantastic Beasts and Cursed Child is the way to go, and that now has been pushed back to a reserve point. I mean, it just, you know, though to be fair, given that, you know, HBO, you know, between Westworld and Game of Thrones, it's like, you know, it's not like we actually need something right now. (laughs) Right. Uh, You know, we're kind of covered. But yeah, they, they, they were, you know, they were crazy for that idea. But it just, again, nobody anticipated that Potter would turn into this thing that would survive the movies. And and in fact, you know, just in, in the time since we last recorded that show, the fact that you know, NBC Universal, you know, made this huge deal. They actually stole the 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 Harry Potter films away from Disney. They've been showing them endlessly on what used to be what is it, ABC Family now Freeform. And starting in 2018, that's uh, NBC Universal property. In fact, they're going to start showing them on the Sci-Fi Channel, which I think is going to be a huh. real interesting fit. Well, that's, that's not that's even, odd. that channel isn't what it used to be. No, like no, not, not at all. No. And maybe yeah, that's part of of you know the long vision of of what they're going to do. But they they scored the film rights to Fantastic Beasts. They've 
Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, you know, the, the, you know, and all of this stuff is going straight into the theme park. So it was this one comprehensive deal. And, you know, and that's the weird part is just that nobody these days looks at these movies as movies, you know, that they are, you know, this IP that is very carefully tended and supported and, Believe me, you know, that's, you know, in fact, uh, what's his name? Eddie Redman was talking about, he hasn't even seen the screenplay for number two yet. I was you like, know, for this movie? Because, yeah. you know, because <laughs> he's, he's not in it. <laughs> well, that's it. You know, no. He's as much in the dark as anyone, right. you know. Um, so, then I don't again, know. It, it's going to be interesting to see this going forward. You know, yeah. it, it's, you know, they're already crowing about how well it did in its second weekend against Moana. Yeah, but, so this is in its second week of release, and it made $45 million, which is only $10 million less than yep. Moana, which opened. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it just crossed $500 million worldwide. So in two weeks, it's made half a billion dollars. Fantastic yeah, piece. So, huh. yeah, that's that's the power of this franchise, and this is exactly why Warner's is doing this, like to harken back to what we were talking about earlier. I mean, Harry Potter stuff is on fire, whether it's the books, the, the play, the screenplay. Yeah, a lot of people were disappointed when they didn't realize that it was like, it's a play, so you're reading a, a script. A, yes. Yeah, well, well most is. people are, Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like this, this is obviously a multi, multi-billion dollar franchise and, and uh, IP. And, and unlike their Warner Brothers other multi billion dollar <laughs> franchise it's not universally reviled yes. correct yes. yeah it does yes. seem to be working isn't that weird though like it's just like i don't <laughs> yeah i know i don't people I don't, aren't seeing don't. it in spite of themselves i saw it three times you ding dong <laughs> <laughs> so uh so anyway i guess that's uh that's it for this episode uh well, we will go around the table and everybody can say where to find themselves. Uh, this is Dan. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Graney 67 G-R-A-N-E-Y. This is Joe. You can also follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And Jim, uh, where can they find you and all your wonderful product? Uh, several street corners. It's it's really kind of sad. <laughs> uh, what is it? No, Jim Hill Media. I'm in Huffington Post. And I forget what the Twitter handle is, but by the next show, I'll know. So (laughs) that's a good plan. So uh, Jim Hill will return. And yes. And also, uh, don't forget, you can find uh, us online at uh, on Twitter at Real Spoilers on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers, where you can go and join the League of Show Sharers, which I didn't get to this episode, but I will get to in the next one. I have everything ready to go so uh so that's it for this episode coming up on the next one uh jim hill will join us once again and we will tackle moana and uh until then tom riddle is voldemort
the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.